Hi, I'm Emily Trotter, and you're listening to Bible Talk on the Nothing But Fine Network. When I was a little girl, my grandfather, who was a gospel singer, always said he was nothing but fine when someone asked him how he was. My hope is that within our studies of God's Word, you will be reminded that through hard seasons and unforeseen circumstances, we can find contentment because God is in control and life is nothing but fine. Hi, everyone. Um, So here we go. You know, I'm second turn of this um, videoing, and you can see I've already given up looking cute. (laughs) No, I no, I haven't. I'm just um, I don't I didn't get made up because I didn't intend to record this right now. I was just studying, but I found that I was studying and and reading all these things about salt, and um, I just really wanted. I was ready to talk about it and 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 not just make notes and write things down. So this could go badly, or it could be the best one we've ever had. <laughs> Welcome to another but fine. And this is what I look like most days. Uh, no makeup. Um, I put these glasses on for your benefit. Um, and I hope that there's not a, um, I hope that my mouth and the audio are, um, in sync. Cause I feel like there's a drag on what I'm seeing, but maybe it won't, it won't be that way for the thing, right? I don't know because I don't really know how all this works, right? So I just hit record and here we go. So today we're talking about, um, we're out of the Beatitudes, completely out, gone, fine. Um, and we're out um, into um, just regular old Jesus talking. <laughs> so we're going to speed up as we go through Matthew a little bit. It's going to be a little bit faster, although today is only four verses. So, I, I mean, that's not incredibly fast. Um, but maybe we're just working into it, working into the bigger bigger pieces, right? So, um, so today is... Um, titled salty like Jesus. I really wanted to do salty and bright, but you know, salty has its own connotation now these days. And and I've been told by my child, Jake, that I'm not allowed to use the term salty, that it sounds stupid when I say it. Um, but, and I mean like how it means now, like salty meaning, um, Ooh, you've got a little bit of an attitude. Oh, a little spicy there. A little angry, maybe. Um, that's, that's how salty is kind of used now. And I'm for it. I, I like it. But I have been told by Jake that I'm not allowed to say that in describing his attitude or my own um, or anyone else's for that matter. So, so I want, so this is salty like Jesus. That's why I made that change um, because that's how we're supposed to be. <laughs> As believers, we are to be salty and bright, just like Jesus is. Um, and so, so that the part is, see, y'all can't, I'm afraid if I show you all of this that's in front of me, you're going to, I'm not going to be able to get the camera back up and then we'll be like this. So, um, so I'm not going to do that, but I've got all these books under here, uh, Bibles, books, um, commentaries, my notes. Um, so let's read it in the NIV. To hear what it to to hear the actual verses before we we dig in, okay, so here we are um matthew five this is thirteen through sixteen. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. 
You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Okay? I love how what the message says, so I'm going to put this over here now. Get it? off the table because there's a lot going on over here. Um, I love how the message, I'm really liking the message for this. Um, And I love, um, there's a great meme about, um, where is it? It's like the, like the King James says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. (laughs) And the message says, never going to (laughs) be, what is it? That's Rick Astley that sings a song. Never going to. Turn around and desert you. Never going to give you up. There it is. Never going to let you down. Um, so that's kind of, that's funny to me. And and this is and it very much summarizes to me what, what the message is like. I, I think they take a lot of liberties. Not to say that it's not bad, um, that it's bad and that it doesn't help get the point across. And, and sometimes this is what we need to kind of break through some of the language that we don't understand. Correct. Correct. I'm just saying that we need to, this is what I also say about the Passion Translation. You really have to go back and check. Okay. You really need to be um, cross-referencing and making sure that everything lines up. Okay. But I love the way that the, the language is here. So this is how the message says it. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. See, isn't that good? Here's Let me tell you why you're here. I love that. You're to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Isn't that interesting? And it's true. That is absolutely true. That's why we're here. Look, we're getting rid of another one. And so I, I was going about this looking at it from that perspective. Okay. And, and and mind you, we've got, Jesus has just given this great list, the Beatitudes of here's what, here's what my people are going to do. If you love me, then, and, and you follow me and you believe in me, here's what my followers behave like. They're peacemakers. Okay. They, they're going to mourn the way that God in heaven mourns. They're going to mourn over sin. Um, they're going to hunger and thirst for righteousness. They're going to have a pure heart. They're going to be poor in spirit. They're going to be humble. And then they're probably going to be persecuted for the way that they behave and made fun of and singled out and slandered. And perhaps even like physical harm. This is what's going to happen to the followers. And so Jesus has just given this whole list of things. That's how we're going to be set apart. And then he says, you're salt and light. Because of the list that he's just given. This is what makes you salty and bright. 
acting out and being those things that he's talking about in the Beatitudes is how you're going to be set apart, how you're going to stand out. Um, And so I was thinking about being set apart and I was thinking about salt and light and and, and it reminded me that set apart, being set apart is, is this act of sanctification. Okay. Now, sanctification comes after salvation and salvation is immediate. As soon as you ask the Lord, as we say, as I said, growing up in my Baptist church into your heart, when you ask Jesus into your heart or when you, when you get saved or when you become a believer, when you say, Jesus, I believe in you, God, I'm thankful for you. Thank you for what you've done. Please forgive me for all of the mess that I've done. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. When you have made that kind of statement, that's instantaneous. You're immediately, you have salvation. Okay. Now the next part is sanctification and sanctification is not a, um, is not something that happens overnight. Sanctification is this, this process Okay, it is a and it's a lifelong process, which is beautiful to think about, especially when in in relation to these beatitudes that we've just talked about, right? When you have these beatitudes, it's a lifelong process living into those things, right? So I don't think that that God immediately expects you to once you've you've become a believer, once you've got your salvation, once all of that you've repented, you're doing, you're going to church, you're in a Bible study, you're worshiping, you're in you know fellowship with other believers, you're making a change in your life. I don't think that He expects you to immediately be able to do all of these things. He's not going, he he doesn't do that. That's what sanctification is a lifelong process. And what is that process? It is the Holy Spirit working within you and it is the word of God washing over you. Okay. So it's being in your Bible, being discerning, praying about it and being aware of how the Holy Spirit prompts you. I promise you that you felt it before. I know that sounds like, I mean, that's for like super uber Christians that, that, that know what the Holy Spirit is like. It's not. I promise. It's so much easier to understand than we think. And I, I mean, perhaps that's, perhaps that's the whole point of doubt and, and living in the world and being a part of this, this, you know, fleshly kingdom of, of the earth, right? Maybe that's one of the whole things that, that, that the devil wants us to do is to be confused and to, and to think, well, I can't hear God. I don't feel the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I promise you do. You're just hearing a voice in your head saying, that's not God. That's silly. Don't do that. Okay, so this sanctification process, and this is part of it, being able to understand that it's the Holy Spirit who is prompting you and convicting you about things, right? So it's that Holy Spirit that's working in us to progressively mature us in our faith. Okay, we're not going to, when babies are born, they don't immediately start having steak for dinner. You have to work up to that. You have to work up to having a, a full meal where you can chew on some things. Isn't that great? 
See, and that's what you're doing here. We're, we're, we're chewing on things. We're getting in the word, going line by line and verse by verse, sometimes slower than others, admittedly, but we're getting in here and we're chewing on some things. And that is us being sanctified. That is us growing in our maturity. So exciting. Okay. So if we're going to be salt, if we're thinking about this salt, um, let's, let, let's learn about being salty. So listen, there, um, and I found this precious little list of where to go uh, in my grandmother's Bible um, a year or two ago. Look at this. It's so cute. Oh, it, that is out of focus. There it is. Look, there's a little handwriting. I love it so much. It's her little note out of her Bible. Um, and she made this list. I don't know where she got it. She didn't say when, what date. I, I mean, it's not on there. But here's what she has written down about salt. Salt seasons. We know that. Salt heals. It was it was believed to be an antiseptic. I didn't know that. I thought salt in the wound really hurts, doesn't it? But it says salt heals. Salt dissolves. Mm, think about the ice. Think about ice. That's what you put on the roads is salt. You know, not exactly. Um, I'm going to link a, a great article that I read um, um, that I'm going to link it because it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, but she talks about the two different kinds of salt used there, but you can use table salt as well to melt ice. Okay. So it dissolves. So it's going to dissolve that. It, it preserves. Salt preserves, right? We knew that. Salt brings out the best. Oh, that's interesting. And salt, I love this one. This one's my favorite. Salt creates thirst. It can go back to that hungering and thirsting for righteousness. It can be the taste and see that God is good. It can be as a deer pants for water. So my soul thirsts for God, right? Look at that. Do you see how this kind of layers? We're chewing on some things here. We're chewing it, chewing it, chewing it. Ooh, I love this. So those were grandmother's little notes, and those are perfect. They are amazing, and they they are true. And that is what most of the commentaries, when I first started looking into this, were talking about it in that kind of sense. Because this idea that salt, losing its saltiness, does that really happen? And the answer is no. Salt, I mean, scientifically speaking, salt does not lose its saltiness, okay? And this is that article that I'm going to link for you. She talks about this. This woman talks about this. But it doesn't really lose its, in order for it to lose its saltiness, it has to go through some sort of chemical reaction, which doesn't, I mean, that's not something that happens. It's a pretty stable compound. In and of itself, that is beautiful too. It's stable, Salt is salt. Huh? Okay, it's stable. But looking at all these things, and I saw this same note in two different places. So I wanted to I wanted to share it with you. I saw it first in my net Bible. That's that new English translation that has all the great notes that I use a lot. I really, really relied on that a lot when we were um in the Psalms um a few months ago. So um so believers are salt and light. So it says that um, some commentators note that much ancient salt contained impurities, which could dissolve. Oh, here's that dissolving. But Jesus also uses a graphic image. How can true salt stop being salt? When asked what to do with unsalty salt, a later rabbi advised salt it with the afterbirth of a mule. Mules are sterile. 
and thus lack afterbirth. His point was that the question was stupid. (laughs) If salt could lose its saltiness, what would it be useful for? Jesus compares a disciple who does not live out the values of the kingdom with unsalty salt, salt that cannot fulfill its purpose. So this rabbi was saying that's a stupid question. And I'm going to tell you what I learned today, too. I didn't know that mules were sterile. Did you? I didn't know that. Um, so, so there's that looking at it. No, it can't, it can't be made salty again. No. Can salt be made salty? Well, can a mule have afterbirth? No, no, it cannot because it wouldn't have given birth to begin with. So there you go. So there, there's a little fact for you today. A little extra. That was extra, guys. Um, but so it, it, a lot of the things we're talking about it in that in that realm of being salty in that way. Okay, and I was going along with it. I was like, yeah, that that's exactly what what Jesus is meaning here. And then I read some really interesting things that really kind of got made me think they really, really, really made me think. Um, So Tony Evans is really kind of who sparked it in his um, in his commentary. And he said, for salt to lose its taste is to lose its uniqueness. So let's think of it this way. You, Christians are, are to be salt in a decaying world. And here again, what does salt do? It preserves. Before refrigeration, meats, salt was put on them to help to slow down the decaying process. Okay, But if you become too mixed up with the world and allow its values to affect you, you will lose your uniqueness as a Christian and your ability to make a kingdom difference. Okay, remember Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, not only because of wicked people, but also because there weren't enough righteous people there to prevent God's judgment. And and it, yeah, no, God says, because Abraham, because that's where Abraham's nephew Lot was. And that's, remember Lot's wife, what does she turn into? A pillar of salt. Maybe that was to serve as a reminder there that they, they were to be the salt of the earth. It can also mean in this, well, let me, let me say this first. So looking at this from like Tony Evans perspective of how, what he says in his commentary, I really got to thinking about that. And I really think that that is how you become less salty because isn't that what we do in cooking when, when something, I mean, it's hard to create it. It is hard, hard to correct something you're making if there's too much salt in it, it's hard. Now, what you can do is dilute it, right? If you get too much sauce, say you're, say you're making a spaghetti sauce and, and you've got way too much salt in it. Well, let's add, let's just add more. Let's just keep adding um, some more tomato sauce. Let's let's add some garlic. Let's add some pepper. Let let's kind of try and cut the the saltiness with other things. Or you can also pair it with something like if you're having a salty bite, I'm thinking like of, I'm thinking, oh, well, sweet and salty, right? I mean, if you get popcorn that's way too salty, or just think about how good it is to see this is, this is, <laughs> this is an illustration of what not to do. <laughs> it's to mix in that sweet with it. <laughs> 
because then it's not going to be as salty. It's that, ooh, that's so good, right? That's so, so good to have that in there. Um, but to mix it in, it just, but it cuts that saltiness. If you eat a piece of popcorn and a milk dud together, that milk dud, the sweetness of that caramel is going to cut that salty of that popcorn. And if you haven't tried that, I highly suggest that you do. And and then look at like spice rubs. I mean, Jim and I love a spice mix. We love, you know, the pre-made ones that you can buy anywhere in any grocery store, any specialty shop. You can buy all these different kind of flavor profiles to make, you know, barbecue or to make, you know, Middle Eastern food or Jewish food or, you know, French, the um, herbs de Provence or, you know, all these different kinds of things. Um, Moroccan is very, that's a very potent and pungent spice. Indian foods are the same way, like curry. Her curry is a big flavor in Indian food. But if you get in all of these different spices and you look at the uh, ingredient list, and even if you're making them, they all have salt in them. But if you're mixing them in with other spices, they're not, you don't always taste the salt, right? So here's that idea of being diluted again. And if you're diluted, like D-I-L-U-T-E-D, not (laughs) D-E-L-U-D-E-D, diluted, 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 okay? If you're diluted, diluted that way, then you're not as effective, right? In this case, no. Maybe you're you make it a little more palliative, right? Huh, it'll be better if it's not as salty. I mean, shoot, we we we're in an age where we we don't we watch sodium intake, don't we? That's too much. We can't. We shouldn't have that. It's not good for you. It's what we're told. And that I mean, medically speaking, it's there's truth in that. But here's the thing. That is not what Jesus is talking about. He wants us to stick out so much. My aunt and cousins gave me some pasta rocks. Judy and and Emma and Hannah gave me pasta rocks. And (laughs) it's big hunks of salt, okay? And I used them. (laughs) I haven't been brave enough to use them again. I used them one time. And guess what? I didn't really read the instructions when to use them. And um, I, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to drop the salt rock into your pasta water as it's boiling and then remove the salt rock as you put your pasta in. Well, I did not read the part about removing it. So the noodles cooked the entire time that... um, they they were in the salt the whole time. There was no salt left. That salt rock was gone. Um, and they were so, so salty. Van couldn't. It was just me and Van and Mac. Now, Mac thought it was delicious. He likes his stuff a little salty, apparently. Van was like, Mom, I can't eat this. And I was like, yeah, I don't. I can't eat it either. Just put some more sauce on it. <laughs> See, I was trying to dilute it. It didn't work. I couldn't do it. So I didn't use it right. That's what we're, we're supposed to stand out so much. That's what we're adding. We're adding, but what we're adding, like, 
like the message says, we're adding the godliness, the God flavoring in, right? And the light is the same way. And light is, I mean, you can't, unless you're covering it up, you, I don't know if y'all are, I want it to be dark when I'm sleeping. And just the one little sliver of light, whether it be under a door or peeking in through the curtains, ugh, drives me insane. Keeps me from being comfortable. See? Keeps me from being comfortable. There we go. That light. Because Jesus is the light of the world. And we're to, and we have, we're not, we're not, uh, here's the thing. We already have, remember that Holy Spirit, we already have Jesus inside of us. And we're not supposed to cloud him or shield him. We're to let that light just exude from us to shine out so that people can't, we're like, oh, goodness gracious, step back, Emily. I can't even, goodness gracious, I can't look at you. That's what it's supposed to happen. And I thought it was interesting. Y'all know I love the Greek words. I, I thought back to salt. I, I looked this up. It's figuratively God preserving and seasoning. This it's halos, 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 um, seasoning a believer as they grow in loving the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, strength, and in their relationships. And and, and it's the kind of saline matter used to fertilize arable land. So if you're not being salty enough, you're not doing any good. If you're not shining a light, it'd be like turning on a nightlight and then covering it up. If you want to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom and you have a light, but it gets on your nerves, what's the point of having the light on? Right? Those are the things That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be salty and bright. We're supposed to be, when we're not there, there's a difference. This isn't right. This doesn't taste good. It needs some salt. I can't see a thing. I need something to illuminate my path. Oh, good. Emily's here. So how can you be salty and bright? And I feel like this is excellent for this time of year that we're coming into. Being merry and bright, being salty and bright. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going to do. That's what what, what what us nothing but finers are going to do. We're going to be salty and bright. Okay? We can do it. Remember, Jesus loves you.